This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof, where we're kicking life with bullyproof expert, Master Rich Grogan. As a master martial artist and sixth-degree black belt with 40 years' experience, I've spent my life empowering kids and adults with hope and the courage and confidence to believe in themselves, to overcome their fears and battle through their challenges, to stand up to any bully they're facing, either real or in their mind. And now I've got the opportunity to share these messages with you each and every week. So get ready as we go on this life-changing journey together to become bullyproof and to live our best kick in life. Master Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Good stuff, everybody. What we're talking about today on, you know, kind of calling this our Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life. It's part of the podcast, but it's also part of our Facebook Live. I'm kind of double dipping there. So I'm hitting our Facebook Live friends and our Instagram friends, but I'm also putting on YouTube and using this also as uh, um, our podcast to keep our podcast rolling because um, we're able to record it in live studio. So Send this video and it's hitting all types of different audiences, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, you know, the things we have to do during these times to come up with creative ways to impact as many audiences as we can. So what I'm talking about today, and I'm telling you folks, this is some uh, way that I have bullied myself more times than I'd like to admit. But those that listen in, those that follow the Grogan's Kicking Life uh, and Bullyproof podcast, and those that listen and follow on uh, all the pages of social media there, you know, I open up, baby. I'm very vulnerable in telling you about the ways I've bullied myself in hopes of helping you if you're bullying yourself in the same way to overcome those fears, to battle through those I like to call mental demons and defeat that bully within. So the way I bully myself is uh, not living in Satori. Now, what the heck is Satori? Well, to be honest with you, <laughs> almost a decade ago, I had no idea I'd ever heard of that word before. One of my new mentors that I surround myself with, Hanchi K Dave Kovar, I love you, sir. You're so awesome for helping me in so many positive ways. And I've had such great influences in the past as well. Uh, former instructor, Sabin and Bands, and then great friends uh, with the Martial Arts Federation I was with 26 years. It's all part of the influence of growth. Okay, you take it all in, good or bad, right? But Satori means in the moment at your best. And I haven't always done that. Matter of fact, I got to catch myself from time to time to make sure I'm in the moment at my best. What, what does that mean? Well, it means oftentimes we're in one place, but our mind is somewhere else. Or yeah, our feet are here, but our mind is where? I don't know. And the, the thing I hear a lot is when you're at work, <laughs> you're thinking about being at home. When you're at home, you're thinking about being at work. <laughs> what? Well, that means you're never ever where you really are. Your feet are one place, but your mind is someplace else. So you're definitely not in that moment, and you're sure as heck aren't at your best. Because you can't be at your best if your body's one place and your mind's another. So today, we just had our, uh, um, our Black Belt Spectacular. Now, it was a little different with COVID and everything that's going on now. So we didn't have the near the audience. But what we did, we ended up actually having a much bigger audience than we've ever have because we taped it. We went Facebook Live. It was fantastic. I mean, we had hundreds of people watching. It was incredible. It, 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 a lot of good comments and feedback. It was spectacular. But my point is... What I'd mentioned to the kids was, I know they were excited. 
We're all excited. I mean, it's their black belt test. They've waited some of them six, seven years for this. I wanted them to make sure that they were Satori so they could be in the moment they were in right then and there at their absolute very, very best. Not worrying about all the preparation and things that led up to it. Not worrying about what's going on afterwards, but being in that moment at their very, very best. Now, it's something I, it's a battle, just like anything else, right? Until you work at it, especially if it's something new. Or on the other side, if it's something you've done in a different way for a number of years, you've conditioned yourself as that's your default, that's your go-to, that's the habit you fall into. So if you condition yourself to, you know, one of the greatest myths of all times is multitasking. And I always, every time I talk about this, I have somebody say, well, I can do it. You know, there's a bunch of books on multitasking. Yeah, then you can. I'm not going to argue with you that you can't multitask. I mean, you can walk and chew gum at the same time. You can drive and adjust the radio at the same time. And, you know, a lot of people thought they could drive and text at the same time. We found out that led to a lot of accidents. And unfortunately, some people still do. My point is, your mind can only focus truly 100% on one thing at a time. If you have three or four things trying to multitask at the same time, you're splitting the energy up amongst those and none of them are getting the absolute very, very best. So you are not in the moment at your best. And what does that really do? That creates more stress. And it also whacks down your, your willpower. What do you mean by that? You're only, you're only given so much willpower in a day. So like you only got so much gas in your tank. And uh, how, how much you, how you spend that willpower, you're gonna have a little willpower left, right? So by the end of the day, if you've exhausted that willpower by trying to do four, five, 10 things at once, or using that willpower on choices that really aren't that big a deal, arguing with people on social media, you exhaust willpower. By the end of the day, you're exhausted. You're out of willpower. And that's when you make poor choices. So, Satori, in the moment at your best. The more we can focus on that, and that's something I'm working on all the time, being not only where my feet are, but being in that moment 100% of who I am and giving my absolute very, very best. So let me give you an example. Like right now, doing this Facebook Live recording. We got cars driving by and you know, sometimes you'll hear a loud truck or a motorcycle, you know, and, uh, and I could be worried, you know, who's all popping on the screen here? Well, I'm trying to multitask. If I'm distra distracted by everything that's going on, anytime you get distracted, it takes, now there's all kinds of different statistics on this. Some say three minutes, some say 10 minutes, some say it takes as long as 15 minutes uh, to, re to get back to where you were after you're distracted. So if you're working on something and a new email pops up, you get distracted or you're working on a project and the phone rings. Regardless if it's three minutes or 15 minutes, if you do that, think about 10 times a day, even if it's three minutes, that's 30 minutes out of your day that you're working on trying to get back to where you were to work on what you were working on. Kind of went all over the place there, didn't I? But you see what I'm saying? But the biggest thing you've done is you've exhausted more willpower repeating something that you didn't need to repeat. Now, is it easy? Of course it's easy. Yeah, right. Nothing in life is easy. Get over that. You know, those who follow me a lot, you know how I feel about that. Everybody looking for the easy way out. Yeah, man, the easy way out. Oh, what's a great song from like, uh, was it Rocky Four? There ain't no easy way out. No shortcut home. All right, I'll, I'll leave you with that singing there. But there really isn't. Some people oftentimes focus so much energy and time and willpower on trying to find an easier way. Now, I'm not, well, let me back up. I'm, I am for finding a better way. And if it just happens to be much easier and more efficient, absolutely. But trying to take a shortcut, ugh, 
Oftentimes, that's you, you want to waste so much time and energy on that, you're going to find out, son of a gun, I could have spent half as amount of time just working to make things better or having 100% locked in, being Satori in the moment at my best. I would accomplish a heck of a lot more. Now, I just finished a series, 30, well, I'm sorry, uh, it, it's, I guess I finished filming the series, it hasn't all aired yet, almost, I gave it away, but there's the 31 days to become bullyproof, and a big part of that, uh, I, I talked about The Four Agreements, which is one of my favorite books by Don Miguel Ruiz, called The Four Agreements, and the um, fourth agreement is always do your best, and that really connects with me because it's something I talk about all the time with the students, do your best. If you do your best, I got a little saying, you do your best, and the students will well, finish the line, you'll become your best. And I'll say, if you don't, and they'll say, I won't. That's pretty simple, cut and dry, right? It doesn't matter what it is. You do your best at it, you're going to get better at it. And if you don't, you won't. Now, I always encourage, well, students, and when I go to conferences and give speeches, and my coaching clients, is, <laughs> look, even if it's something you don't enjoy doing, give it the amount of attention it needs and do your best at it for a number of reasons, but I'll just give you two. One, whatever habit, the way, uh, whatever default setting you condition your mind and your body and your emotions to respond to, you're gonna do that without thought. So if you condition yourself to give half an effort, that's what you're gonna do on everything. However, if you condition yourself to do your very, very best, that's gonna be your default setting. Now, oftentimes I'll hear people say, yeah, well, my job, you don't understand my job, man. Oh, my boss is a jerk, gosh darn, I ain't giving my best to him because I don't care. Well, that may very well be true. He may be the biggest jerk on the planet. But as of right now, that jerk on the planet is paying you and helping you pay your bills. Right or wrong, you owe it to him to do your best. But most importantly, you owe it to yourself. Why? Because you may think you're getting one over on your boss, and maybe you are. But inside, you know you're cheating the system. You're trying to cheat the system. You're cheating yourself. And you're, building, you're, you're setting your mental uh, default setting of, eh, half, halfway is enough kind of half button, that's good enough. I don't need to do my best. And that'll be your default, your go-to. Here's another one to think about. Doing things you do not like doing, even those do your very best at. Why? Well, your default setting, number one. Number two, if you hate doing that thing one time, do you really want to do it a second time? <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, that's, a, that's a, a punishment, right? Man, I really hate doing this job. Well, then you better do it right the first time because you're going to end up having to do it a second time. And there's nothing worse than doing something you absolutely hate more than once, right? And you may say, well, it's my job I hate. I got to do it over and over again. Well, if you condition yourself to be your very, very best and not try and cheat the system, not try and cheat the boss, live in Satori in the moment at your best, I promise you, you're going to be a hot commodity. There's going to be plenty of jobs out there for you. Why? Because too many other people try and find shortcuts and ways out of it. And people that stand out in the crowd by always doing their best, man, they are in dire needs. People want those kind of people. Why? Because they know you're going to be awesome. You know you're going to help their business grow. Others, a lot of employees or employers, got these employees like, oh my gosh. <laughs> right? Well, be better. And I promise you, do your best. You'll become your best. If you don't, you won't. It's as simple as that. Now, I always like giving a story about uh, doing your very best or being in the moment at your best. Of, some of you know this, I grew up on a farm and part of my farm chores was shoveling the, the stalls, scooping up the horse poop out of the stalls because you know it can't all build up because more and more flies fall, uh, around and it's just unhealthy for the horses to be in that kind of cesspool. So I had to go out and clean up the barn and clean up each individual stall. And we had, at one point, we had 12 horses. Ah, oh, gosh darn. Now some of them shared a stall because uh, we didn't have enough. I think we had six 
I think we had six or seven stalls. Um, and uh, then we'd rotate the horses in and out for feeding time and everything else. But anyway, we uh, um, always say it was my duty. And I think I, my chore started like at nine, eight or nine years old. I'm shoveling horse poop. Now, if you've never shoveled a horse poop, which I'm guessing a lot of our viewers have not, how the process works is you get the wheelbarrow, you get your shovel and your uh, rake, and you go in there. And uh, we, we didn't wear, you know, masks or anything back then. You just melt the horse poop and the fumes, and you're in this stuffy barn, especially in July or August, as hot as can be. You'd shovel up the poop into the, the wheelbarrow, and then you'd use the rake to rake it all up to get it in bigger piles. We couldn't just rake it at first because some of those piles are pretty high. So I'm telling you this because I absolutely hated doing that. I hated shoveling horse poop. I mean, it definitely wasn't a fun thing to do. But I learned a valuable lesson, and it's getting back to about doing your best, but also about being in the moment. Now, I didn't know the word Satori way back then. Like I said, I didn't know the word Satori until about, I guess it was a decade ago when Hanji Kovar kind of started mentoring me and helping me with that. But anyway, it was uh, uh, one time I couldn't wait to get done because I wanted to play ball. So I, I half-butted it. I got as fast as I could to get those horse stalls done. So I got it done. And, um, and well, how you do it? Like I said, you shovel, you fill up the wheelbarrow, you carry the wheelbarrow, you wheel it out to the field, and then you dump it out in the field, and you come back and do it again until it's all done. Well, I, I couldn't wait to get done. So in the midst, I overfilled the wheelbarrow and then dumped the dang thing over as I'm carrying it out to the field. So I had to reshovel it and do it a second time. And like I said, if you hate doing something once, you sure as heck hate doing it a second time, especially if you haven't gained any progress. So all the work it took me to shovel it in the wheelbarrow the first time, I had to do it over again because I got in a hurry. I wasn't in the moment. I was thinking about playing ball and I certainly wasn't at my best. Second part, I did a half butt job. So I'm out playing ball, I'm excited. My dad goes and checks the stalls and, Richie, what the heck is going on in here? What, dad? I told you to clean these stalls. Well, I did, dad. Get over here. Okay. And you know that slow walk kids do, especially when you're in front of your friends getting called out. <laughs> Got in there and, well, my dad was a military guy. He's a, a wounded Vietnam vet, hard worker. Holy smokes. I often thought growing up that, uh, that, that, Johnny Cash song, A Boy Named Sue, could have been A Boy Named Richie. <laughs> but I realize now why he was so hard on me, because he knew the world was going to be a mean, nasty, ugly, dirty, hard, rough place. And he figured if he toughened me up, then he was doing a good job of protecting me from the world. Kind of the same advice and suggestions I've uh, passed on to my son. Now, I sure as heck didn't understand as a kid, but I do now. And kind of side topic here. Yesterday, I got one of the best compliments ever from my uh, oldest son, Austin. He's 20 now. He... Uh, yeah, got me all goosey bumpy too. I'll get back to the horse manure story in a sec. He said, uh, hey dad, I just want to tell you thank you. Okay, buddy, for what? For being hard on me or rough on me when I was younger. I didn't understand it, but I see some of the kids my age now and man, oh man, they can't keep a job. They're always complaining. They're miserable. They think they're entitled. They're offended by everything. And I know by you being hard on me, I'm sure that was tough on you, but that's helped me so much today. And I'm like, holy cow. I mean, I got all, oh my gosh. I gave him a big hug and gave him a big kiss. I love you, Austin. And, uh, he goes, no, I'm serious. So parents out there, if you ever think you're being too rough on your kids, here's the thing. Either you're rough on them in a loving way or society is rough on them in a horrible way. Because now these kids whose parents, a lot of them did everything for them. I mean, they never had chores. They never had anything. Anytime they had trouble with the teachers, the parent was in there yelling at the teacher because it wasn't right that you gave my kid a C. He worked hard. He should have got an A. Well, he did C work. He deserves a C, right? 
Yeah. I mean, that's a whole nother discussion. I've talked about this topic at length on many podcasts and many video blogs. Um, matter of fact, another side note here, my book, Bully Proof, we're getting close, baby. And I talk about all these points in that book as well. So when that comes out, uh, well, actually, when I send it back to the editor, which hopefully will be early next week, uh, we'll, we'll get a more definite uh, timeline release date. But we're looking at probably something September, October. But anyway. That, that touched my heart when Austin said that yesterday, so I just wanted to talk about that for a little bit because I sure as heck didn't understand when I was a kid having to redo things over again and having Dad seem like he was the meanest person in the world. And now I realize he was just doing the very best he could with what he had, but he also knew the world was a tough place, and he wanted to, in old terms, toughen me up to, uh, to not let society be rough and tough and mean and take advantage of me, even though it did because I allowed it to happen. I was bullied for years, and that's why I'm, well, a bullyproof expert what I talk about bullying all the time, and that's why <laughs> hundreds of people popping on the line here and tuning into the podcast, and I want to openly share ways I can help you become bullyproof. So anyway, back to the barn. So Dad called me back. I had to redo the barn because it wasn't right. It was really, really halfway, and he pointed out, now he's, that's where I got my perfectionist nature from, and I, my gosh, it drove me nuts when I was a kid. And, and Dad, same thing with Dad now. I go over to his house and he's working on something. I'm like, oh my gosh, Dad, come on. But that's just who he is. I had to redo the horse stalls. And then as punishment, <laughs> as punishment, I had three or four other chores to do. Four, ready for this? Trying to cheat to get out of something. To trying to take the easy way out to go and do something I wanted to do. His lesson was, look, man, you're going to take a shortcut, you're going to pay the price. Because you try and take a shortcut in life, you're going to pay the price. Now, I'm a nine-year-old kid. I don't know what the heck he's talking about, taking a shortcut in life and pay the price and all this crap. All I knew is I wanted to be playing ball right now, and instead I'm in this hot barn shoveling horse poop a second time, and now I've got a whole laundry list of other chores I've got to do as well. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was that's just growing up. But it, kind of everything comes together when I'm talking about Satori. In the moment, at your best. Time is the most sacred commodity on the planet. We know that. We don't get it back. Regardless of what we do with it. Yesterday, it's gone, man. Tomorrow, hopefully we'll have it tomorrow. But all we have right now is the present. That's kind of the old cliche, right? Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is the present. That's why we call it a gift. Because it is a gift. It's the present that we have right now. And I encourage you, the best you can, be in that moment at your very best. Regardless what you're doing. Because you won't get that time back. And here's the thing. Something, one of the ways I bully myself a lot is living with regret. I should have done this. I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have been a better father. And I still can be. And I kind of got a little thing, a little affirmation. I say, I can, I will, I am. I can be a better father. I will be a better father. I am a better father. And the same thing with being a Christian and being a, a husband to, to my wonderful, beautiful wife, Desi. I can be a better husband. I will be a better husband. I am a better husband. And uh, used to, I've talked for years about I can and I will. I've added the I am on there as that affirmational statement to validate it. And then, of course, you got to follow up. you got to be impeccable with your word. You say you're going to do it. Gosh darn it, you need to do it. But back to the Satori, in the moment, at your very, very best, even if you don't like what you're doing, no, you're never getting that time back. And especially if you hate your job, I want you to work even harder about being in the moment at your very best because what you're doing is you're conditioning yourself to be the best, to stand out in the crowd so you can get another job someplace else. So you can get a job with a boss that's going to appreciate you and respect you a lot more. And you may be saying, oh, there's none of them out there. I've looked everywhere. 
Oh man, I've had this job for 30 years. I can't go someplace right now. Man, I'm so far close to retirement. Well, I had a buddy who I used to just talk about, he was in the uh, uh, insurance business for about 10 years. And he kept saying, man, I already got 10 years in. I can't quit now. I said, dude, you're 30 years old. 30. You're going you're to be working till you're like 70 something. So that means you got 40 more years to work. <laughs> if, you, if you hate it this much now, how much more are you going to hate it in 10 years, five years, 20 years? Yeah, you got plenty of time. Be in the moment at your best at all times. Satori, how's that going to help? Well, it's going to help you today feel better about yourself, but it's also going to create more openings and opportunities tomorrow. But it's also going to help you in the future not live with regret. Wow, that's a lot, isn't it? Woo, your mind exploding. Wham, right hook reality. Boom, left uppercut of truth. There's a lot going on there, I know. All from a simple Japanese word called Satori. In the moment, at your best. So, those that are watching and those who watch the whole time, hopefully you're in the moment at your best listening to me. <laughs> and those who listen on the podcast, the same thing. I, I get goofy, I get silly, but I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Gosh darn, the fact that you take time out of your busy day, that you're giving me a piece of your life. Something you'll never get back. You're giving it to me. I promise with everything I am and every, 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 every inch of my heart that I'm gonna give you everything I've got because I know how valuable time is and I want that time, that I want, I want the value that you spent with me to really, really mean something so you get a lot of value out of it that you can take and apply to your life. So Tori, in the moment, at your best. I'm going to plant that seed. I've said it over and over and over again. So hopefully later today, tomorrow, you're going to think, you know what? Pastor Grogan said, am I in, in the moment? Am I really in this moment right here, right now? Am I really at my best? One last example. Oftentimes, I'm just as guilty. I'm going through social media, answering, replying to questions and uh, comments. And my kids are there. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Uh, just a minute. Just a minute. Just a minute. How many minutes go by and how many times do I say that? Now you may say, well, you're in the moment at your best with comments and replies on social media. I am, but guess what? I can do that anytime. Now, as much as I love you folks and I love my fans, <laughs> I do. I've only got so much time with my kiddos. I can prioritize a time to go back through when I'm not with my kids to answer questions on social media, the comments, the feedback. Like doing this video right now, doing this podcast right now. I am 100% in the moment at my best. I got the airplane mode on so no other distractions can come in. I'm focused solely on what you're doing here. I'm doing this now so when I go home, I can spend the evening with my kiddos and be in that moment. Put that doggone device down because that's what I regret from the past. Not putting the device down. Not for the past 20-something years. I've built, I mean, in the most humble way I can say this, I've built a pretty, pretty good business here. I really have. Now, I've been bankrupt twice, so it hadn't been easy. It's hard. It would have helped if I had a few more brain cells working up here and had a little more knowledge from learning how to read. Uh, well, I didn't learn how to read until uh, 2012. At least that's the story I tell. That's when I first discovered hanging out with influential people and entrepreneurs and uh, um, future planners. Every one of them had one thing in common, and that is they were all reading. They were all self-educating and continuing to learn. And they also did a very good job of Satori being in the moment at their very best Again, the word I never heard. So anyway, my advice to you is, well, of the 20 years of building the business, the kids got put on the back burner. I look back on that as regret. Somebody said, well, yeah, but you built up something nice. And I did, and I'm not taking that away, and I'm very happy with what I've got. But I was looking at pictures of my daughter who's 17 now the other day, 
And she showed, well, actually, it was last night, I said the other day. She showed me on her phone. It's a picture of her when she's like three years old. She had, um, I don't know, her and her mom were getting some pictures together. And I just looked at that picture and it melted me. Now, I was, I'll tell you what, in the moment at my best during those 5, 10, 15 seconds, I'm looking at that picture as all the memories and thoughts. And then I look at her and she's 17. I'm looking at this picture on a phone and she's, I think, three, three or four. Oh, my gosh. Well, as you know, the time goes. So I, wanna, I want you to look back. I want to look back on those memories and know that I was 100% in the moment at my very best, given my very best to be the very best dad I could be. There you go. All right, folks. I get all goosebumps talking about this stuff, man. Get it all going here. Let's dance. Ba -ba Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the viewers are watching and say, Master Grogan's lost his mind. And listeners are like, what's up with this guy? All right, folks, I love you. I really do. Thank you very so much and so very much for listening in. If you haven't checked out the little series I got going on, the 31 Days to Become Bullyproof, every day I'm releasing a different video on ways I've bullied myself in the past and what I've done to kind of help um, kind of defeat that bully within. And I'm sharing that as open and vulnerable as I can because you know, I want to be as, well, not only transparent, but as relatable as possible. I'm, I'm just a... You know, I've been martial arts 40 years now and been training, teaching, coaching for 35. I can't believe that. Somebody, 35? I mean, you started when you were 15? Well, the truth be told, one of the first uh, hockey and baseball teams I assisted coach, I was like 13 years old. Holy cow. So it's even longer than that. But anyway, that's just uh, time flies on by. But I'm going to share as many uh, details and stories as I can with you because I'm sure there's some great or some ways that you've bullied yourself in a similar manner. And if I can help you, gosh darn it. Not only is going to make me feel good about myself, yeah, because I've helped somebody else out, but I know it's going to do uh, uh, work wonders for you as well. So, Satori, in the moment, at your best, you can do it. I believe in you. All right, everybody, I love you. God loves you. Please, share that love with the world. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I mean your very, very best. And I promise, you'll be your best, you'll become bullyproof, and you'll live your best kick in life. God bless you. God bless you, loved ones. Thank you so very much for all your time. I really appreciate it. Check out all our social media channels, Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life. And hey, if you're in the Edwardsville area, we're opened up here, baby. You know, we're taking precautions and stuff, but we got classes going. We just had an excellent black belt class today. So come check us out at Grogan's Academy of Martial Arts. I love you. God bless everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof. This is your bullyproof expert, Master Rich Grogan, reminding you to please share this podcast with someone who could benefit from this message. And please remember that five-star review to let others know that you're part of the Grogan's Bullyproof tribe. And until we talk again, remember, you have the power to overcome your fears and battle to your challenges to stand up to any bully you're facing, either real or in your mind. So get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best, and I promise you'll become bullyproof and live your best kick in life. This podcast was a presentation of LightUpMedia.fm.